Welcome, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Taylor Podcast. Today we have the cards are a mess, the Red Sox are rolling, and this year's Copa Hats right now. Welcome, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Taylor Podcast. My name is Brad, and as per the huge, I'm joined by the Brigmaster Brig, Flex, whatever. I don't know, that's not your nickname. Anyway, Briggs, Briggs here. Yeah. How are you, Brig? Hi, <laughs> uh, Flexy. How are you, Brad? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Doing well, actually. Made it through a long day, but anyway. Yeah, it's been a long day. Yeah. <laughs> Had a long evening in the sun at Wilson's soccer practice. Holy cow. Like, yeah, you're looking it a little fast, pinkish. It really took me took it out of me. So hit it. But anyway, I'm here and I've got my drink. I'm ready to go. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's get into it, Brig, because there's quite a bit, as we say. Oh yeah, man. To yeah. Get into. It. So first things first, the Cardinals are an absolute hot mess. Not just a mess, but a mess that has been heated to make it more of a mess. And like that is exactly that is precisely what they are. They they went and they lost eight in a row, two and eight in their last 10, 11 and 24 overall. They have the worst record in the National League. And then to make things worse, so we went and we talked we talked about the Tyler O'Neill thing earlier where manager Ali Marmal called him out for not hustling, I think is what it was. Anyway, it was a bunch of hocus pocus is what it was. Well, so it was something to do with like Basically, we have a certain we have a certain way we do things around here, and he benched. That's what it was. was up to that, right? Well, yeah. Wilson Contreras has been pulled from being catcher, not <laughs> benched, but he's no longer going to be the catcher. Um, they said initially that he's going to play outfield and DH, which I thought was interesting. They're going to move him to the outfield. Like I will, I'll give him this: he moves well for a catcher. He, oh right? yeah, he's very athletic. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I would never put him in the outfield though. Never. Ever. Same. Yeah, I thought that was the weirdest part of all of it. Uh, but anyway, they they came back, they followed up, and they said that he, he's not going to be put in the outfield. He's just going to DH, but he will not catch. Revoked. Revoked, yes. Like what? So first oh, off, what's going on here? Because it's not only this, but it's also like, from what I understand, it's like they've cited, basically said that he doesn't, when he's catching, I don't know if this is when he's catching or in general, he doesn't fit the Cardinals culture is one thing that they've said. They've come out and said that. that, Yeah. Like he doesn't fit the Cardinals way. Right. And okay. So first off, that's your fault for bringing a guy in who you don't think fits the Cardinals way, but for to like to pull him from behind the plate, like, okay. Even Denise, the host of the North Chicago Baseball Taylor podcast, right? Diehard Cubs fan, knows Wilson Contreras' like entire career because he's been there, because he was there, right? She's yeah. even said he's not the greatest framer. And that I think we've seen on Instagram enough to be like, yeah, no, not good at that. Totally. Yeah. Not yeah, the yeah. best defensively, but the dude's got a cannon. I think that's why they put him back there to begin with. 100%. And his pickoff attempts are often successful. Right. Because he's very, very good at that. And I think that makes up for other areas that he's lacking. Sure. So for them to be like, so this is kind of the same treatment that Gary Sanchez got a little bit in New York. Like, okay, you're a little bit of a liability defensively, but let's keep you in the lineup for your bat. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But for them to say that he doesn't fit the culture. Whoops. Rut row. Yeah, so they gonna, right. Are they going to be dealing him soon? That's what it are sounds like. Going to say that the Wilson Contreras experiment failed and they're going to deal him for cheap? I don't understand. Like, what are they going to do? I don't know who they have in reserves. But so check this out. Last season with the Cubs, he was an all-star, first of all. 113 games he played with the Cubs, which is a little low, I would say, but no, not. I think it's not right a, on par for catchers, just because. Oh, catch! I forget that's because catchers. Yeah, right. Um, he was. Let's see, batting average: two forty three, three forty nine, four sixty six, OPS at eight fifteen. He hit. Uh, he worked forty five walks, hundred three strikeouts, and twenty two home runs this year. He's got two home runs. That's it. It's um, still early, though. Like, for him, yeah. he has two home runs this far. I, I wouldn't be concerned with that. Well, and here's here's what I want to draw your attention to. I know it's still early. His slash line right now is 265, 341, 393. It's just not that different. And when it's different... If it's lower, it's not that bad. When it's, or, but in the case of average, it doesn't he's twenty go that points up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. So one, I, I don't know. So I was listening to Samson today, and this is one thing he was talking about. He's like, they're basically blaming because the problem with in in St. Louis is the pitching. And oh yeah, basically what he said is they're blaming the problems. What this is is blaming the problems with the pitching staff on Wilson Contreras, which is horse hockey. Samson would say. He does say that. You're right. <laughs> it's horse hockey. He's so right. I don't know yeah. if that's what he said, but he should have because it's true. He, yeah. I think he just laughed because it's it's unreal. You've yeah. got an all-star catcher who you're using as the scapegoat for your terrible pitching staff. Like, yeah. Maybe, well, you look, not just maybe look at the staff itself. <laughs> yeah. They're citing culture, which we know is a garbage can right now. It's an entire yeah. dumpster fire culturally. It's super well, clear. <laughs> So this team made the playoffs last year, and granted, yeah. you had Albert Pujols and you had uh, Yadi or Molina, uh, Yadi Molina together, yeah. right? But yeah. who is your who is your common denominator there, though? Other than like your player, like your players' leadership, like yeah. maybe your manager, yeah, because he seems to be putting his foot in his mouth consistently. Yep. I don't know, and I, for some I'm reason a... they're not going to fire him. I don't know. Well, they should. They should. They really should. Yeah. I think we should call for it, like officially, right now, unless it's already been said by someone else, which I'm sure it has. But. Well, I, I mean, fans have been saying it on Twitter, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they fired him by the end of the month. This team rallied and made the playoffs. I would be totally would not be surprised if that happened. Hundred percent agree with you. There's no reason for them to be this bad. Yes, no. they could shore up their pitching a little bit, and yes, they could do some developmental work with the guys they already have. Absolutely. But pitching is such a mental problem when it's a problem that if yeah. the clubhouse culture is off, it it's very likely going to spin that out of control for sure. Right. Got to go in there and talk to him about the have to. <laughs> you got to get the have to. Marmol's going to make the going to have that conversation with him about he, the have. He to. doesn't know about the have to. I don't he think he does. Idea. I think you're right. <laughs> anyway, let's let's talk about the pirates. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. The Pirates were 
like one of the best, three best teams in baseball record wise after the month of May. Yeah. But they have hit the skids lately. They were put in their place this weekend. Uh, they got swept by Toronto and they got swept by, oh, shoot, why can't I think off the top of my head who that was? Um, but anyway, they've lost seven in a row. Yeah. Uh, they finally got a win tonight against the Rockies. I think that that's going to kind of help them kind of maybe right the ship a little bit, no pun intended. But yeah. the Blue Jays did outscore the Pirates 22 to 3 over the weekend. In four three to zero games. Friday, eight to two on Saturday, and ten to one on Sunday. So I think this is two things going on here. The okay, first thing is ask. first thing is Toronto's really good, right? They're not yeah. terrific, but they're 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 really good, right? Yeah. What I think this is just a matter of let's see, how do I articulate this well enough? What we're seeing here is Pittsburgh got punched in the mouth repeatedly and they're going to say okay we've got a lot of talent we've got a lot of momentum what trades can we make what sort of deals can we do between now and the all-star break to plug these gaps so we don't have that many holes this was a diagnostic for them i don't think it's going to be any more than that right that's what i was gonna say is this a blip or is this gonna be a problem i agree with you i don't think that this is indicative of who they necessarily are i know a lot of people are like yeah they'll still lose 100 games they're gonna go and they're gonna lose 45 in a row i don't think that's the case the pirates have so, a lot either. of talent they're well put together they have really good leadership on that team they do uh, now because we <laughs> talk about andrew mccutcheon they also have carlos santana santana came into seattle and the mariners immediately came in and rattled off 17 in a row Bingo. i don't think that was a coincidence i really do not it can't consistently be a coincidence clubhouse leadership there's got there's something to, to to there's something there um i agree so yeah i think i think the pirates they figured out where they like you said where they have the holes where they're weak um and they they have the talent they can go fix it okay brian hayes is really good brian reynolds He's is really good, good despite his terrible throw that was called out by <laughs> chip carry over the weekend <laughs> yeah that was rough that's brutal but like they have talent they have they have good pitching you know like i think they'll be there when it comes time in september they'll be knocking on the brewer's door i think so too not necessarily heaven's door but it'll be the brewer's door (laughs) they're pirates they're not going to heaven (laughs) they are going to knock on the brewer's door though (laughs) (laughs) most definitely for more reasons than one you're right there's all the puns (laughs) now (laughs) brig i have one question for you Okay. Is it possible to met the bed in May? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. So <laughs> let's talk about the Mets for just a little bit. And then I, I actually have kind of like a uh, like a metaphor, I guess, to go along with this. Anyway. Yeah. So Colorado, the Rockies came in. The Rockies are bad. The Rockies uh, bad. going into Monday are actually um, fourteen and twenty-two. Not a good team, mm-hmm. right? But they came in and um, they were twelve and twenty-one going into the weekend. Friday they won. Oh, did the Mets win that one on Friday, one to zero? Yeah, the Mets won Friday. Yeah, yeah. And then then it was five to two on Saturday and thirteen to six on Sunday. Colorado both games. Yeah, yeah. So the Rockies are up seven runs in the fifth. Is it Lucchesi or Lucchesi? Is that how you say his name, Lucchesi? I think it's Lucchesi. Lucchesi. I think you're right. Went four innings pitched, gave up three runs on four hits and three walks, only one home run. Um, replaced <laughs> Jimmy Yaka Bonehead or Yaka Bonus. 
Yeah, Yaka Bonehead. <laughs> who, who went one-third of an inning, three hits, four runs, two walks. Walks kill, man. Like They're, they they're important. Kills, but walks kill. Walks are and important. one home run. He then was replaced by Tommy Hunter, who went two and two-thirds, gave up four hits, three runs, one walk, and one home run. And keep in mind, this was played in New York, not in Colorado. Yeah, I was just going to say, this is in Queens. <laughs> okay. Pretty much sea level. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Lucchese's ERA is now 4.43. Jakob, Jakob Bonehead's is 9.00. <laughs> Hunter's is 7.11. 7.11. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. But the problem like with relievers is that they have like such a small sample size that 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 like especially at the beginning of the season, I feel like their ERA really fluctuates a lot. Like it you'll does, get but you'll get a reliever in the middle of May who has a 0.05 ERA because true. they've been in like five games, you know? Yeah, but listen, Yaka Bonehead here pitches <laughs> a third of an inning, gives up four runs, two walks and a dinger. No, every bit of that 9.0 ERA. Yeah. All of it. That's not a small sample size problem. Well, it's literally one third of an inning, though. That's why he went there. And that's yeah. what kills me. <laughs> that's why it's a small sample size because he can't freaking handle yeah. it. If he had gotten one more out, it would be lower. But anyway, so last year's the Mets were last year's last year's the Mets. Last year's Mets were <laughs> under 500 for zero days. Count them zero, goose egg. Uh, they're three and eleven. Their last fourteen games. Currently, today, they are seventeen and eighteen. Going into Monday, pretty rough weekend yep. for the Mets. Don't call them the Net- Metropolitans. Uh, Buck Showalter says he's not concerned with anything but wins and losses. Calling everything else fodder for analysis and evaluation. And they also, by the by, were swept by the Tigers, who are not a good <laughs> team either. The Mets got swept by the Tigers last week. And That's then the ugly. Rockies this weekend. Well, the Rockies took two out of three, but still. Oh, two, yeah, you're right. You can't lose well, a series. It feels Rockies. like a sweep, though. Yeah, it does. If you're going to be competing in the in the National League, you can't be swept by the Rockies. Or Especially with how good the Braves are. You can't. Yeah. You just can't be playing this right. way. Sorry. The Tigers are second place in the AL Central, by the way, though. Which makes at as much sense as a football bat. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so here, let me let me talk to this, let me talk about this with Metting the bed in May. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? So, <laughs> I don't know how my love is going to work, Brig. But anyway, so Metting the bed obviously comes from wetting the bed, right? So right. if you have a kid and you and he wets the bed at like four thirty in the morning. Okay, maybe they had a big glass of water before bed. They just slept through their tired. That's fine. That I feel like is like falling off in like September, right? But in May, like the Mets need to be better than this with it with how much talent they have and as much money they have tied in. Like that's just like like that's like nine p.m. Right? Like, yeah, I was gonna say to continue your analogy, this is like yeah. the kid drank a bunch of water, went to bed. As soon as mom and dad said goodbye, they deliberately peed the bed and then cried for help. <laughs> Right. And knew mom and dad were going to come and take yeah. care of it, and they were like, ha, ha, ha. "Like that's what this is like." Yeah, so you know exactly what I'm, where I was going with that, because that's one hundred percent right. Yeah, this that's what disgusting. that feels like. Is that when there are teams struggling this early in the season, the Mets should be fine. 
And I know, I know Justin Verlander got gave Don't up care. a couple home runs, but that's his Don't first care. outing of the season. He's got he's got a pass, I feel like. He's old guy, and yeah. it's his first outing of the season. Totally. Exactly. Still don't But care. he should have gotten run support. Yep. That's the issue. Okay. I have it. We were going to talk about it later, but let's talk about it now because we brought up the Braves. The Braves are 24 and 11 right now. So just as a contrasting view of the NL East, the Braves are 24 and 11. They played the Orioles over the weekend, and it was awesome. It was so it good. Was so good. Okay, just an update. The Orioles won nine to four on Friday. The Braves won five to four on Saturday. And yesterday on Sunday, the Braves won three to two. Those are tightly contested games, ladies and gentlemen. Did you watch that game on Sunday? Uh no. That was about as tightly contested as they come. Like that game was it went into the eleventh. Yeah, or the it, 10th, was tied, I mean. it was tied 11th? at one. I think it went to 12th. the 12th. It went to the 12th. It, it was tied at one after nine. Yeah. And yeah, and then the Orioles scored, and I think it was the top of the 10th. The Braves yeah. answered. Looks like they were toast, but the Braves That's answered. Right. And then it looked like they were going to win it, but the Orioles shut them down. Like it was a great game. I'm sad like, I missed it. Title fight. Yeah. Bow, bow, bow. yeah. Like a freaking heavyweight bout. Yeah, it was rad. It was really good, and I was very, I was excited for the Orioles to see them give the Braves everything that they had. Well, and so going back to my uh, earlier comment with Pittsburgh, if the Orioles are are wondering what it is they need to shore up to make it to the playoffs, I'll bet they found out. Yeah, and if, I didn't see it honestly. I was just gonna say they looked if it's like there, a complete team. They'll know. And yeah. the thing is that Rushman, I don't feel like had a very good weekend. He, it looked like everybody else having a good weekend, but him. He comes That's around, a, they're going to be a okay. Oh yeah, and he will. I'm not yeah, worried about will. Hadley Rutschman. Yeah, I'm not worried about a sophomore slump with him. No. But yeah, yeah, no. The Orioles are legit. They're a good team. All right, should we talk about Garrett Cole? <laughs> as much as I know you don't want to, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> Hold on. Got your sunglasses, Brig? Yep. Got them handy. There yeah. they are. <laughs> All right, so angsty Brig is here. Garrett Cole blew a 6-0 lead in Tampa. Uh, Brig says it was like watching two games, the first through the fifth inning and then the fifth through the ninth inning. Garrett Cole's line ended up five innings pitched, eight hits, six runs, five earned. Two five walks, earned runs. Six strikeouts, two home runs. And is was this this is his ERA for the season now up to two point zero nine? No longer is he. No, that was oh, during that game. Oh, just for the game. Okay, so he that's his ERA for the game. ERA for the game. Uh, this is the Yankees' first walk off loss of the season. The game ended eight to seven in the tenth inning. Brig, why don't you tell us about it? Angsty no. Brig. Let's move on. <laughs> you don't leave it at that. <laughs> his uh his current era is actually 209 on the season okay there you go i just checked okay. no this was horrible this was so bad everything was fine and then it was not and all the yankees fans with our powers combined we 
the royal we, are so confused. He's allowed to have one bad outing. He's allowed one. This is it. If he happens again, we're not going to be okay. (laughs) We don't have the run support right now. The offense does not know how to play baseball. So for Garrett Cole to also have a problem, not okay. Also, he is the centerpiece. He is the gemstone of the rotation because Carlos Rodon is still dealing with whatever magical mystery injury it is this week. Chronic and back we're, pain. We're paying him all the monies to be in to be hurting. <laughs> and guess what? We can't do with that money. Go find additional pitching. Okay. So, but do we have the money? Yeah. Of Whose course, job the is it to shore up? Whose job is it to plug the holes? Brian Cashman's. Do we have holes plugged? No. Who's injured? Everybody. I'm super angry. Am I angry at Garrett Cole? No. Is this evidence that Brian Cashman is sitting down on the job? Yes. Is it evidence that the front office and maybe even Aaron Boone are okay with being at or just above 500 in perpetuity? Yes. Are we okay with that? No. We, the Royal We, are super upset. Okay, so here's the thing. The Yankees are still 19 and 17 coming into Monday, and they ended up they ended up winning today, right? So 20 yeah, and 17. They won today. But it was okay. against the A's, so I don't want to hear it. That's fine. That's fine. You you play who's in front of you. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. And you've got to beat know. the teams you're supposed to beat. That's the point of all this. But this, yes. this is my thing, though, Brig. <laughs> is the Yankees are still sitting pretty good over 500 and who knows what the Red Sox are going to do. Um, they, I mean, at this point, yeah, they're on the outside looking in at a wild card spot, but so is so are the angels at 19 and 16. So are the Astros and Mariners okay. at 500. Listen, like at this point, hold hold on at this point, you've got to be playing 600 ball to make the playoffs. Yeah. And it's only may at what point, I mean, if you're not, I don't want to say hit the panic button right now because that's just a Yankee fan response. At what point do you legitimately hit the panic button and be like, we've got to make a deal. Aaron judge comes back. What tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. So do you give it a few days to judge or do you say like end of the month? If they haven't made a deal by the end of the month, I will have firmly decided that they are complacent whiner ninnies that don't want to win. If they haven't traded away infield depth that we don't need for pitching support that we absolutely do need, and if Aaron Hicks is no longer a Yankee by the end of the month, or if if he is still a Yankee by the end of the month, we have a problem. I say you. I think that's the big one right there. I feel like that's the sign right there. This team is headed in the right direction. Is trying is moving Aaron Hicks, but the problem might be that nobody will take him. I mean, you can throw him into somebody else. But you've got to make a move to get rid of him because he's a black hole in this entire. So add him to a Glaber Torres move, and let the oh. young kids play the middle infield. Okay, that's already been bandied about. Everybody's talking about Glaber Torres being a trade piece. Everybody, yeah. and it's the only way to offload Hicks. Nobody's going to take yeah. Hicks by himself, right? Nobody. So what you have to do here's the problem, Brad. Here's the problem. Not only do deals have to be made, okay, but the Yankees are last, dead last in the AL East right now. They're 10 games back. Who's in front of them? 
Everybody, the Rays are 29 and 7, the Orioles are 22 and 13, the Blue Jays 21 and 14, and the Red Sox are 21 and 15. Okay, they're two games behind the Red Sox. Is that achievable? Absolutely. The next closest team is uh two and a half, two and a half games up. Blue Jays that's and three and totally a half achievable. The that's three that's and a half of the Orioles. Achievable. All of it. All of it is, but the problem is that the Yankees seem to be okay with the optics of them being in last place. And they haven't been scrambling to do anything about it. I'm saying culturally, this is unacceptable. Why that doesn't run top to bottom, I don't understand. But everybody down here at the bottom where I'm at is livid. And yes, it's a standard Yankee response, Yankee fan response. I got it. I know we're all whiners and we're all just going to carry our pitchforks and we're all going to be decried as the, as the meanies and the evil empire and all that. Come at me. Uh, see if I care. All right. But the problem is this is unacceptable by the book. Like the Yankees should be re- just disgusted by this. And yeah, okay. We've got an injury list. Fine. But whose job is it to fix that? The players sure, are Cashman doing what they can. Cashman hasn't done a very good job of that over the last several years. No, he hasn't. Uh, and that's that's, that's what problem. I'm saying. If Aaron Boone does not find if if they fall below 500 on the season somehow, I don't think they will. But if somehow they fall below 500 at the end of the season, Boone is gone. Cashman might be gone too. I don't care about the extensions. I don't care. Also, Boone speaking of the gone. Yankees. John Flaherty was in a bad mood today. <laughs> All right. So my my last thing is, if George Steinbrenner was still alive, Aaron Boone would have been gone two years ago. Oh, if if Absolutely. the boss was still around, Boone would have been gone. Cashman would have been afraid, and he would not be sitting resting on his laurels and making it seem like these things are okay. And let's yeah. be strategic and let me collect baseball cards. And don't worry, I've got my legacy and I just signed a four-year extension. No, Brian Cashman would have been on a one-year by one-year deal every year for the last handful of years on a prove-yourself-or-get-out basis under Steinbrenner. And that is not happening under Hal, and it's a huge problem because the Yankees need that pressure at the top. Right now, all the pressure is on the field, and that's not where you want the pressure to be. Not when it's systemic. Oh, I'm so mad. That's good. That's good. I like that. That was really good. Thanks. Thanks, Brad. You love touching my dark spot, don't you, Brad? I do. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, uh, let's let's move on to the AL Central. Okay. <laughs> so this division looks like it's going to have a legitimate battle because Cleveland and Minnesota, the Twins, if you will, the Twinkies. I love calling them the Twinkies. Uh, they had a, like a straight up battle this weekend. Friday, the Twins won two to zero. Saturday, the Guardians won four to three, and then on Sunday they won again two to zero. Those are hard fought battles. Did you see the? Did you see the? <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Somebody for the Twins stole second, and um, Mike Zunino threw it down right, yeah. and it hit the hit the the runner in the stomach as he slid into second. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And then somehow the shortstop still made the play. Or second, the second baseman still made the play. It was crazy. Um, I don't. It was. Yeah, that's got to hurt though. That's a big league play. That's the thing is like you look at the stuff that those guys do, and like all the routine plays are legitimately 
like easy plays. The yeah, difference yeah, yeah. is that the average person who plays baseball can't do the hard, can't make the hard plays. And that's one of the hard plays that the average person would never, ever be able to make. It was amazing. It was an outstanding play. Totally. Anyway, um, Quantrill, Cal Quantrill took a no-no into the seventh for Cleveland against the Twins. Um, I think this is going to come down to the last week of the season. This division. Yeah, that, that's what I think, too. It's, you, if it keeps going this way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's going to be one to keep an eye on, for sure. The Twins are better than I thought. The Guardians are not quite as good as I thought they would be. Because I just didn't run away with this division. I was going to say the same thing. They <laughs> They meet in the middle. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Joey Gallo's playing out of his mind right now. It's the beard. It is. The power of the beard. He has to have a beard. It's gotta be. It's gotta be because it's working. Yep. For sure. Speaking of facial hair, really quick, did you see that video of Matt Carpenter uh line dancing in San Diego? No. (laughs) Oh, I gotta find it. He's got this enormous, like 10-gallon cowboy hat with the shirt and his beautiful mustache i'll find it and send it to you it's magnificent yeah. excellent very good yeah. all right let's go back to the ales just for a minute let's talk about the red Sox. they're eight and two in their last 10 they played cleveland toronto philadelphia um kenley jansen got career save number 399 this is the thing with this brick though boston rolling their last 10 i don't know i haven't like the Phillies have been so up and down. You don't know what to make of that, those wins. I feel like, right? Like Not that like, uh, that series, yeah, yeah. Like at that time, yeah. Cleveland, uh, it's hard for me. Like I did just say, they're better. They're not as good as I thought. But I feel like even when they were like what they were supposed to be, I don't think that they were up to snuff with the AL East. Now beating the Blue Jays, there's something to me. There's something that's a really good. Yeah. Like we said, that's a really good team. Mm-hmm. Do you have the kind of the same mindset, kind of the same approach with this, with the last time with the Red Sox, or do you think they're legit? Yeah, no, I totally have the same thoughts and feelings because that bottom, I don't know, third, fourth, like all of the teams at the bottom <laughs> that are six and a half games back, seven and a half games back, eight games back, ten games back, like that four team cluster at the bottom of the AL East is so close that um, I don't know, it just. If you can beat the Rays, then I'll know you're for real. (laughs) Nobody can beat the Rays right now. That's the problem. I know. (laughs) I know. The Rays are 29 and 7. They're at 806. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh man. They're the the thing is is that they're playing like they've never played before. It's still the pitching, but it's the offense is at the next level. And I, I don't remember a Rays offense looking like this. Me neither. The uh Red Sox has yeah, anyway. The Red Sox Sorry. will play the Rays June 2, 3, 4, and uh, 2, 3, 3, and 4. We've got a doubleheader. they got a day-night doubleheader on the 3rd, and then they play okay. again on the 4th. That'll be a series to watch. Yeah. Uh, just Maybe. keep an eye on whoever the Rays play. See if anybody can beat them, because so far nobody has. Yeah, Nobody's been able to. No, they're great. Let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum. Let's go. Oh, man. Let's go talk about the A's. Well, you, why don't you lead us through this one, Bray? <laughs> okay. So, I, I keep we keep using dumpster fire as a, as a descriptor. There's got to be another way. At this moment, I don't have another one. Um, 
the, everything in Oakland is pear shaped. How about that? It's all pear shaped and nothing is rolling the way you think it will. <laughs> and that, that extends to the broadcast booth because when the where A's the, where the possums live, by the way, you, right? Yeah. Where the, when the A's were in Kansas city, um, Glenn Kuyper, their radio or their TV broadcast guy, um, he's now been suspended by the way. And I don't, I couldn't find how long he'll be suspended. So he's just been suspended, um, <laughs> which is appropriate because what he said was, uh, he was going through all of the things that they did while they were in Kansas city the night before. And he went to, he mentioned that they went to the Negro leagues baseball museum, but he didn't say Negro leagues. He said a different racial slur that I will not repeat here. That is not okay. And he came out, he gave everybody the party line. That's not what I meant. You misheard, blah, blah, blah. And he's absolutely wrong because if you go watch the video, it's super clear. That's exactly what he said. The suspension is 100% justified. And yeah, I'm just, it's just not okay. At that level, at any level, I don't care. Right. And this, and I think I texted you this like, this is why you don't say stupid stuff in private that you that you wouldn't say in public because you're going to slip. I had a, I had a buddy I used to give a hard time. Like, he'd always say buenos nachos to people. Right. Yeah. Like, you are going to say that to somebody and you're going to, and like, it's not a big deal, right? To say buenos nachos instead of buenos noches, whatever. Yeah. I right. was like, but you're going to like utterly confuse somebody and you're going to look like an idiot is what's going to happen. He's like, no, no, I'll be fine. I always say buenos noches when it's appropriate. Well, he said buenos nachos and confused some poor old Mexican woman. And I was like, I told you, man, I was like, I, I told you, you're going to look like an idiot when you say buenos nachos. He's like, yeah, I feel pretty dumb right now. And like, yeah. yes, buenos nachos is on a very small scale compared to this. That's why sure. you don't say stupid stuff in private that you don't that you don't want to say out that you don't want said out in public because you're going to slip at some point. It's just a matter of time. Hundred percent. Like he shouldn't. Like I said, shouldn't be saying that to begin with. No. Don't say it in private because it's going to come out in public. Like that's just dumb, 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 yeah. dumb. Don't do it. Yeah. So let's lighten this up a little bit. Speaking of TV and radio, Brad. Why is there not a lot more laughter in the broadcast booths? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Is there's traditional a... professionalism that goes way back to their training and all that. Or I don't what? think so. I don't think so. Um, I think it depends on who you get because I feel like there's quite a bit of laughter in the Mariners broadcast booth. Is there? Aaron Goldsmith is always yucking it up with somebody. He's got like, he's got a really good fake media laugh, like big yeah. time. <laughs> And he's he's always busted it out no matter like anytime they have a guest in Aaron Goldsmith is (laughs) (laughs) I laugh at that every single time more than I laugh at the actual joke that was told but like it's I don't know I feel like they're always yucking it up but I think that everybody should have a good time and it makes I think too I don't know. It makes it a lot more enjoyable to listen to the game. That's for sure. That's what I was saying. And I'm, I've just noticed over the last little while, I've been hopping around different broadcasts, different radio broadcasts. And when I watch TV or whatever, and there's just not enough laughter. There's not enough joy and genuine happiness and all that coming in the broadcast booths. And it's, I've just started noticing it. I don't know why it's for the first time, but it is. 
and uh, I'm against it. I think that there should be way more happiness and joy well, and, and, and laughter. Perfectly suited for baseball, I feel like too. Like, yeah, if you're gonna laugh in a broadcast booth. A baseball game is a place to do it because you have the time to do it. You have the time to crack jokes and stuff. Yes, like football. You're, there's so much breaking down between plays. You don't have time. Basketball. There's so much constant action. You don't have time necessarily to be doing that doing that kind of golf stuff. You, you have to whisper like, right yeah you can't be <laughs> belly laughing at golf no. kicked out forever especially at the master yeah, right exactly yeah, anyway no, i just wanted to bring, i just wondered if i'm the only one wondering about that <laughs> no let, turn on a mariners game and uh there's yeah. yeah there's a lot of laughter going on and yeah, i love it. that's part of the reason i like actually listening to the guys who call yeah. the mariners games is because they're joking around and stuff a lot but um, so good news. We've got good news. Liam yeah. Hendricks pitched his first game since his cancer diagnosis. He is cancer free. Played yep. for the he pitched for the triple A Charlotte Knights, just pitched one inning, but he got a, a big ovation from the fans oh, there, yeah. which he absolutely deserves. Good for him. He said he had a hard time throwing pitches because he was weepy a little bit and he was trying oh, to sure. keep it together, and the reception was so warm. It was awesome. I can't even imagine. Not only being like I've never, not only like being at risk of never playing baseball again, but just doing anything again, and then being able to come back and actually play baseball less than a year later. That's what's crazy. The timeline is bananas. Yeah, it's really yeah, it's cool. Incredible. He, but he, he was declared cancer free only two weeks ago, and uh, he topped out at ninety three plus on the Pretty radar good. gun. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know what they were slipping him with the chemo, but <laughs> can you make that? Jo- I feel like I can make that joke, but I'm probably the only one. Anyway, you're probably the only right. one. You're right. I shouldn't anyway. say that. <laughs> okay, um, let's let's just skip down and do our fantasy update. Are you cool with that? Okay. Let's do the fantasy update. All right. Yeah. Okay. Fantasy baseball uh, week. What was this? This was week four. Right, I believe four or five. Hold on, week week five. Sorry, five. I should have yeah, pulled that... up. I assumed it was going to pull up automatically. Week five. Um, let's start with you, Brig. Brig Brigger Mortis went up against Grace Under Fire. Denise hosted the North North Chicago Baseball Together podcast. Denise won this one five forty eight to four seventy seven. Her top performer was Sean Murphy with one hundred seven points. No wonder you lost. Yeah. Your well, top it would have been a... France, sixty one points. He's coming around. He is, and it would have been a lot closer if Garrett Cole hadn't have had the problem Melted he had. Down. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we had Devastation Incorporated. That's Mike. He is our listener participant and not another fantasy team. That's Jason, one of the co-hosts of the Philly Baseball Together podcast. Uh, Devastation Incorporated won that one 540 to 439. Matt Olson was his top performer with 91 points. Then Nathaniel... Low at 63 for Jason. And then you've got Jewel, Bigly Chupacabra, over Burns Turner Overdrive. That's Tori. He's a co-host also of the Philly Baseball Together podcast. Jewel on that one. Uh 536 to 378. Holy cow. His top performer is Yandy Diaz with 78 points. And then Salvi Perez was was Tori's with 63 points. Jewel and I actually did a, made a trade today. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the first time I've traded in any fantasy in years. Who who did you trade? So I traded Spencer Strider and uh, and Paul Goldschmidt for um, for Fernando Tatis Jr. Mm-hmm. and Pete Alonso. 
Oh, the polar bear himself. Yeah, yeah. He he proposed something else. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, uh, and this is the deal we came to, and so it will be official in the morning. I'm very excited nice. about it. And guess what? I got my first win of the season. Yeah, Thank you, you did. I very much. <laughs> and somehow you have 78 points going into this evening. I really, I really paid really close attention to my team today as I was like doing that trade. I was like, who do I have? Where are my holes? What do I need to do? So I filled some yeah. holes on a couple days off and stuff like that. But last week I won 401. My team name is Julio. Think you are over Harrisburg. Charlie's that's John. He, he was a host of one of our, our shows, but I, it's on hiatus for now. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. he had 367. Paul Goldschmidt was actually my top performer with 76 points. And then Anthony Rizzo with 54. So yeah. I'm not too worried about the first base position there. And then uh, his top performer was K-Bear or his uh, evil twin, Kybert Ruiz, <laughs> 58 <laughs> points. <laughs> so I'm one in four. Very excited about it. <laughs> and with Should that, be. baseball family, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about this year's Copa Hats. Welcome back, baseball family. We are going to now talk about... I'm going to go ahead and say one of our favoriteest, mostest favoriteest topics of yeah, the year sure. is when we talk about the Copa de la Diversión hats that come out every year. I'm wearing my, uh, dang, <laughs> Albuquerque, <laughs> Albuquerque Isotopes hats. It's a hat right now. Sorry. <laughs> Great part there. Brad, have, what are you wearing? You the, I'm wearing my Greenville drive hat, drive hat on. Hat, yeah. Greenville drive hat. Yeah. <laughs> the That's where it backwards because of the green. But. It's awesome. No, it's the fabulous. Pink is I have fantastic. I have an entire row of Copa hats uh, behind me. I keep them all right there, and I think I'm at seven or eight now. And those I are two stadium stadium pickups for me. I've been to all of them. You have how many? I have two. I have this one, and then I have um, the Arkansas Travelers hat that you mm. picked up for me in Arkansas. The Diamantes. Uh, uh, yeah, I love that hat. It's awesome. It's so good. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, there are a couple here that I saw today that I'm going to have to pick up, though. because I'm drooling over some of these, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. So, baseball family, what we do every year is we go through and we introduce the new hats for the season. 2023 is featuring 13 brand new hats this year. They are all very exciting. Uh, some of them are way better than others. They're not all created equal. <laughs> And that's right. why we're here. We're here to tell you which ones we think are worth your time and effort and maybe even your money. And uh, we'll go from there. One of these days, though, Brad, we need to jump into a full breakdown of all of our COPA rankings through the years. That would be so we fun. Yeah. Yeah. That might, maybe that'll be off-season content this next year. Yeah, that good be, idea. That'd be really good. I think we should do that. I think you're right. Okay. All right. Here we okay. go. Sorry, I jumped the gun a little bit there. That's okay. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies are now known as the Condores de Binghamton. And the, nice. this is what they, they have, the Condors, they've got this. I think it's wonderful. Cool it's like a it. cool hat. I like the off, uh, sort of off brand yellow, uh, mm-hmm. squatchy and eyelets, but it's also their framing around the, the Condor carrying the bat in its talons in that same yellow is very bold it's very nice obviously there's a there's a uh, royal blue crown with a red visor and the new era logo is red as well to pop off that blue crown this is sharp 
It is. It's really crisp and really clean. Uh, oh, one thing we forgot to mention is we're going to have a link down in the description of anywhere, YouTube, audio, wherever you're at. You can go to Fanatics and you can shop all the Copa hats. I set up a link so you can just, if you click the link, you just go straight to all the Copa hats. I think they have like 173 of them. They'll all be there on Fanatics. And uh, we are an affiliate partner with them. So if you shop Fanatics through that link, you will also be supporting the show at no extra cost to you. Okay. Correct. So These are New York Mets affiliates, by the way. This is the oh, New very good. Affiliates. Yep. They are double A is the level that they're at. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Let's go next on to the next up. one. Yeah. Next we have the we... Dulces de Sugarland, which oh, is yeah. traditionally this Sugarland Space Cowboys. I'm still upset that they're not the Sugarland Skeeters anymore, but that's a discussion for mm. a different day. This hat Agreed. is so cool. So first off, I love it because we eat Dulces around our house. Well, I don't. Mm. My wife does. I don't like spicy candy, but she loves them. <laughs> so this hat is kind of like a it's like a bright red on the back. The front paneling is white with a dulce, a spicy candy on a stick with flames coming off of it on the front. That is an amazing logo. And then it has kind of like a like a pastel lime green visor or bill for those of you who don't speak visor. Uh, the eyelids are the same color and the squatchy is the same color as well on top with the, with that kind of like that pastel lime green. I think this is really cool. I like this one. I yeah. don't know that I would wear it, but I think it's a really cool, uh, like the color scheme, the way that the logo pops and everything like that is, is a lot of fun. No, I agree. They are the trippy trip, trippy triple a affiliate of the Houston Astros. Right. Okay, next we've got the Fredericksburg Nationals. Then they are now known as the Fundadores de Fredericksburg, the founders <laughs> in Fredericksburg. That's Dude, fun I think to I say, got that fundadores. right. It is, like it, it is fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so what we're seeing is a dark navy blue crown with that teal um, sort of it's i think it's a little darker maybe more green than a traditional like tiffany blue like the one i'm wearing today uh i'd, I'd call it's it like teal. A, it's a teal and then it's got the what looks like benjamin franklin in a it was a george washington. washington okay you're right it's george washington brig. yeah in a sugar skull design as though it appeared on a dollar bill that's where i was going with benjamin franklin oh, okay. um but yeah, it's it's uh, the squatchy and the eyelets are orange, and so it's navy blue, orange, green, teal green, and white. So my first thought with with this was first off, it's awesome. Second, I would absolutely wear this hat. Third, because that looks like it would be the George Washington you would run into in Coco. Yeah, is exactly right. The movie Coco. It looks yeah, that's awesome. Like hundred percent. Tuny. The cartoony look is so cool and so fun. I love it. Yeah. Love every bit of it. The Fundadores are the single A affiliate of the Washington Nationals. Excellent. Okay, let's go on to the Granos de Cedar Rapids. Typically <laughs> the Cedar Rapid Colonels. Um so, okay, so first off, this has a purple visor with a with a purple crown. This is like a is it would Purple, I don't think, does this color justice. Agreed. What would you call that? Is that like a lavender? No. It's like a light plum. There you go. That's the color. It is a light plum with bright yellow, 
fluorescent yellow eyelets and squatchy and new era logo on the side with <laughs> with a corn kernel in the husk still wearing a sombrero by the way the corn kernel is flexing <laughs> with its muscles <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> It's not my, like it's not something I would wear mostly because of the light plum color, but I do love that logo. I think it's hilarious. The flexing corn kernel is outstanding. It's hilarious. They are the high A affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. Excellent. Okay, next up we've got the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs in what is arguably the funnest design they've ever even considered wearing. And yeah. they are the Mama Juana. I have no idea what that means. Brad's going to look it up for me. Uh, but it's a- well, Google Translate wants to translate it from Swahili, even though I selected Spanish. Uh, oh, I have no Mama Mama Jane. This is as close yeah. as I can get. Yeah. So it's it's a Mama Jane dude. It's a little dude kind of thing with a red white and blue cross belts across the chest kind of like a bandoleros if you will yeah bandoleros yeah and uh he's running there's some kind of hat like some straw field hat kind of thing he's got sunglasses on and he's dragging what could be a palm tree or could be a marijuana plant (laughs) behind him i think i think that's a bottle of tequila there brig is what that is is that a bottle? Of tea? So is that an agave plant he's running it, away with? Oh, or? it could be an agave plant. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. There's a lot going on here, as there if is. you couldn't tell. So the whole thing's royal blue. The whole thing's royal blue. I can't believe I didn't do that first. Okay. It's got a bright red squatchy and eyelets. The design itself has this nifty gold color. With the uh, a kind of an off blue, uh, maybe it's metallic. What do you want to bet? It's metallic blue stitching, and then there's oh, yeah. red and and white accents all the way around. Basically, it's hilarious. I can't make heads or tails of it, and that's part of why I love it so much. They're the trippy triple trippy. Why do I keep saying that? They're the triple A <laughs> affiliates of the Philadelphia Phillies. Huh. Nice, <laughs> thank well you. Well done, Brick. We're oh, fighting through it. Good job. Jeez. <laughs> All right. The next one is uh, this. This is Lynchburg Hillcats, but their Copa name, they've even switched their location. They are the Limonades de Hill City. And I love this so much, partially because there are a few things in this life that I love more than lounging on a beach and sipping lemonade. Um, and I would absolutely sip lemonade out of this skull cup that has a sombrero lid and a straw clenched in its teeth this is yeah. outstanding so it's it's uh it's a little bit darker than royal it's i think that i think it's closer to the rush blue of my mariners yeah. hat here it is yeah of what the mariners wore with their city connect and then it's got the yellow it's got yellow it's got like a really muted yellow bill like the squatchy is blue yeah. matches the crown but the eyelets are that yellow same with the new era logo and much of the skull and the lemonade is that same yellow as well and i i absolutely love this hat so much well did you notice the the little pink the pastel pink accents inside 
Oh yeah, inside the sombrero and then on the yeah. around the top of the yeah. Like it screams lemonade. It to totally does. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that one's not bad at all. I I really like that one. They are the single A affiliate of Cleveland's Major League Baseball Club. <laughs> um <laughs> next is a team that I cannot get enough of. I don't care <laughs> what they're doing, I don't care when they're doing it. I'm here for it. And this is no exception. This hat is brilliant and it (laughs) matches the team's culture in ways you'd only know if you've been there. And I fortunately have, this is the rocket city trash pandas. They're the double a affiliate of the Anaheim angels of Anaheim. And they, (laughs) (laughs) they have decided that their new Copa name is the L- L- Lunaticos. <laughs> They're the crazies, which is absolutely on brand for them in every single like reasonable and, and fun way. So what we have here is a black crown with a bright... Th- this is more like a coral blue or a cobalt blue. It's, yeah, it's a little bit more pastel than their traditional blue. Yeah, it but it's it's wonderful. It's the the visors that blue, the squatchy and eyelets are that blue. The main design on the crown face is that same blue outline. But then it's got what looks to be uh, some kind of yard goat. Yeah, for sure, it's a yard kind. goat. <laughs> and it is munching on a baseball out the side of its mouth with its buck front teeth, top and bottom. Its little whiskers sticking out the bottom. Its eyebrows are arched above its head cartoonishly. And then the coup de gras, Brad, is the swirly, dazzled eyes <laughs> that are red and literal cinnamon swirls. <laughs> and the earring. You've, uh, don't forget the Oh, earring. and the earring. I forgot yeah. about the earring. Oh, it, oh man. I ten will out be of buying ten, do one recommend. of those hats immediately. <laughs> I love this one. Yeah, I saw this immediately. It was like, and there's my number one right there. That's the yeah one. that. So we'll rank them at the end, but that yeah. one, yeah, outstanding. Holy crap! They, uh, yeah, we already told you who they're affiliated with. All right, take it away, Brad. Right. Okay, so this is the Micheladas de Reno. This is the Reno Aces team. Um, so I feel like it's a pretty simple hat. It's got a kind of like a powder blue crown with a red bill or visor the the eyelets are blue match the same powder blue but the squatchy is bright red but there's an accent with the uh with the new era logo it's a lime green and that matches the lime in the drink so this is like a some kind of red drink i'm not sure exactly what it is but it's in like a in a goblet and it's it is holding a bat it's it's ready to hit it's ready to bat but you can see like there's ice and there's like i said there's a matching lime with this it's probably its... a margarita. Is probably ah, uh, you're probably right. I just never. I mean, I don't. I'm not like a margarita aficionado, so I've never seen a red margarita. Probably strawberry, right? But that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's you're probably right. A margarita. I'm curious. Yeah, I frozen. forgot to look up what Michelades means. Let's look it up right now. Um, it wants to translate from Portuguese. I don't know. It's oh, not giving me anything probably the same. That. They're both. They're both. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not giving Google's not giving me a good translate. I wish it was, but it's not. That's what happens. Yeah, what do you think of this one, Brig? 
Um, it's it's not as exciting as the other ones, but I'll bet no. on its own and in person, it's probably fun. Um, yeah, I like the light powder blue, and I like the lime green accents. I think that sets it off nice and adds another splash of color that it needs. Uh huh. Yeah, but compared to the rest, fine. it's pretty bland. Yeah, they're AAA affiliates. They're AAA affiliates of the D backs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. The Belwas Sky Carp. Okay, the be- this would be my six year old daughter's favorite of the bunch. <laughs> it it not to it, if it's your favorite, that's great. It is a royal, like a very bright royal blue crown offset by a dark navy squatchy eyelets and visor and then on the front is a <laughs> melting limesicle and its arms are outstretched in the in its right hand looks to be some sort of i don't know probably what a, would you probably a lime popsicle it, it's eating itself it's eating its facsimile it's eating itself as it melts that's fantastic as it melts and then it's got a uh, the number one fan foam finger coming out the left <laughs> side the foam finger the foam finger is amazing the best part of the, the whole thing the whole thing is done up in cartoonish the the eyes are oversized the mouth is open wide it's got a little accented dimple uh on its cheek it's got limes uh, all the way through it so on top of a royal blue crown with navy blue accents what we have now is a complete departure from blue the whole thing is white or shades of green. They've, we've got hunter yeah. or a forest green. We've got a bright lime and we've got a mint green all happening at the same time. <laughs> With a brown oh, it's great. stick. <laughs> they are the high A affiliate of the Miami Marlins. This hat, the first time I saw it, like I didn't think it was real at first. Just because it feels like something that you would see in like the kids section of like lids, yeah. You know that this only comes in like kids sizes, just because that's, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I do like it though. I think it's fun. It's a fun hat. Yeah. All right. So this is the uh, this is the Pensacola Wahoos. They are the Pensacola Pock to Pock. So this is a really interesting hat to me. So first off, it has kind of like a like a, a a tan crown matching eyelets, a red squatchy with a teal visor and teal. Um, I guess that, is that more turquoise or teal? It looks turquoise to me, or okay, maybe uh, yeah, that, that's what like thinking. a pure mint. And it would even. make sense that yeah. it would be turquoise as well. But anyway, the the newer right. logo is turquoise to match the bill. And then on the front, you actually have. A Mayan playing this game called Pok de Pok or Pok de Pok, um, which is one of the oldest known games. I read up on this a little bit as I was going through these. It's one of the oldest known games in the Americas. There's Pok de Pok courts found all over Central America with Mayan ruins, which I think is really cool. And there's because there's kind of like there's like the Mayan ruins in the background. It's like an old like the temple that you would see in like Tulum, stuff like that. Chichen Itza Mm -hmm. with this Mayan to pock player playing in the front and getting ready to yeah i'm assuming kick that kick that rubber ball that it's playing with i think it's a cool yeah. hat i like it. i think it's i think it's awesome i'd wear yeah. the crap out of that yep absolutely they are the they're the double a affiliates of the miami marlins nice cool 
<laughs> All right. Here we go. The team I love to be confused by. Because it happens every time I turn around, okay? Like, let's be honest. And I go to enough of their games that it's like, I have this overly developed opinion. <laughs> they are, this season is the first year that they are affiliated with the Braves. I think they're the, what are they, the low A, single A affiliate of the Braves this year. And yeah. this is uh, the Augusta Green Jackets. Um, Pablo Savajes. <laughs> Yeah, I sorry, I just can't keep I can't keep focused while I'm looking at this thing. So <laughs> the wild turkeys. They're they're the wild turkeys. And here we go. Let's just get into it. Okay. So <laughs> a lot going on here. <laughs> the the crown is bright orange, blaze orange. The squatchy, the new era logo, and the visor are blue. And it's that cobalt kind of coral blue again. And then the wild turkey that's featured on there has a just a boatload of colors on it. Sorry, I had to edit myself. There's a boatload of colors on there. <laughs> we've got black. We've got blue. There's some red. I see there's a different shade of orange. There's the same shade of orange as the crown. There's I, I don't know if I said white, but it's definitely there's white. And it is gobbling its way, preened out feathers and all across the front of the, the crown. And uh, okay, I hate it. Do you hate it? So uh, the first time I looked at this, I I cracked up, just laughed so hard because um, it's I think it's the Winston Salem disco turkeys, right? Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, the Winston Salem disco turkeys. That was the first thing I thought of when I saw this. It's like, oh man, are they like taking? It? No, they're just the wild turkeys because that's that is in Spanish. And yeah. they just went crazy with the colors on it because they can. And if I wanted a hat just to get a reaction from people as I totally. walk down the street, this is the one I would buy. But I would never wear totally. I would never buy it and wear it seriously as part of my wardrobe. Like I if I somebody the ironic thing unless I really, really want to. I would. I, I can I'm that guy for sure. I will pull off irony <laughs> all day long and just throw it in your face. Um, if somebody wants me to wear this hat and they want to buy it for me and send it to me, I'll wear it, but I'm not spending my own money on it. I get that. But if you're, yeah. if you're a green jackets fan or a re representative of the green jackets and you want to see at least one person wear this hat, then I will wear it for you. Just send me one. Nice. I'll Perfect. come down and pick it up. I'm there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought this was a good one. This is the, the Daytona Tortugas. Yeah. Are the Rumberos. This is a fantastic hat. Black crown with white paneling in the front. Uh, pastel green visor and squatchy with a bright pink or with bright pink um, eyelets and a new era logo on the side that pops so beautifully against the black. I love it. Yeah, It's about the same color as my, but I guess if you're seeing my hat, you're seeing this too. Anyway, um, so... Then on the front, you've got two bongo drums. One is pink, <laughs> matching the matching the eyelets. The other one is that kind of pastel green. It's a little more limey on the front. Uh, and they're one, <laughs> the green one is smacking the pink one's head like it's playing it. <laughs> and then it has the they're both holding maracas off to the side. I love this hat. I love everything about it. It's absolutely amazing. This is one I would buy and wear. Yeah. No, I, I think it's awesome. It's totally fun. <laughs> it's so good. 
And with a name like the Tortugas, right? Like they get, I feel like their goal is to get away with as much as possible, and they are winning. And they're the single A affiliates of the Cincinnati Reds, so they can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, read into that as much as you want. It's <laughs> an amazing hat. I love it. It's, it's so fabulous. Cool. <laughs> All right, the last, the last one. one on the thirteenth uh, of these. This is the Toros Bravos de Durham. The Durham Bulls obviously are the brave Bulls for the Durham baseball team. They are the AAA affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays, by the way. This hat pushes every button I want pushed. Oh, All yeah. of them. Every single one. Listen, it's a tricolor design, which is like the one I'm wearing right now, right? So it's got the back of the crown. The back four panels are in uh, blue, and it's, it's kind of a navy. It's like a dark royal navy color. Then the front two panels of the six-panel hat of the crown, they are white, red, squatchy, red eyelets, red visor, bright yellow, beautiful bright yellow New Era logo on the left. And that is the stitch outlining the Sugar Skull Bull with smoke blowing out of either nostril and flowers for eyes it is magnificent the color combinations in there are a couple of shades of yellow and there's yellow there's orange there's red and there's blue in the background for me this checks every single box yeah i i really like this hat at first i was kind of like whoa there's a lot going oh but no that's really cool like yeah. i like the i like the sugar the bowl sugar skull i think it looks really cool it's a great way to go um a lot obviously the sugar skull theme has been embraced by a lot of teams and i think it looks great and for obvious reasons yeah. it's been embraced i think it's super cool i like this hat a lot this is definitely one i would wear as well yeah yeah it's awesome Greg, out of the 13 what would you rank as your top three uh yeah. number three number three yeah i'm trying to figure it out i'll go i can go first i have five that i love okay I'll, I'm just gonna That's do. I'm problem. just gonna do three. So this is my yeah. number three right here, is okay. uh, the Fundadores Fredericksburg. I like this hat a lot. Like I said, that I like that the way that they drew George Washington on there looks like somebody had a cocoa. It just yep. looks so good. I like the colors too. Not really one for orange, but it works there. And I I dig the navy blue and the teal all day long. So much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go. I'll just do go ahead and do my three while you. Yeah, sort please do because I'm still fighting with myself. I I'm like <laughs> um um. So number two, I'm gonna go with the Tortugas, the Dayton Tor- Daytona Tortugas, the Rumberos. I love this hat. Like I said, I'm not kidding when I say that I would absolutely wear this. I wear the heck out of this hat. It's so good. It's so good. It's amazing. Um, my runner-up. Before I get to number one, is I would go with uh, the Pensacola Wahoos hat, the polka to poke. I think that's a really cool hat. I like the color scheme, the way that the. I really like the turquoise against the tan. Looks awesome. Looks super cool. Um, And yeah, that's another hat that I absolutely wear. But the one that I would probably wear every stinking day is uh this one right yeah the <laughs> lunaticos de rocket yeah. city yeah i yeah. think it's amazing 
that goat is so funny. Like they did such a good job of like making it like comedic and fun, but also kind of like reeling it in by using like their regular colors for the most part, you know, that it's not totally outlandish that it's like, okay, you've got to be willing to wear a wild hat. It's like, no, like there's a theme here and you're still like, like it's still recognizable as the rocket city trash pandas, but it's like (laughs) a fun little alter ego that we have on the side and it fits everything else we're doing as well, because not only are the trash pandas, we're freaking lunatics as well. So, bro. Yeah. 100%. Amazing. Such an outstanding hat. Okay. All right. Have you got your sorted out yet? Yeah, finally. Okay. So it's a three-way tie for number three. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it is. Of course. It always is. My number three, will will you scroll to uh, Binghamton for me? That's my number three. Binghamton. Okay. Yeah. That's a good hat. Yeah, I loved it. And on their website, they have a guy wearing it, and it looks even better. And I think what I'm so drawn to is the outsized logo. Um, I've done a lot of graphic design work, and I've done a lot of hats, and I realize that it's really difficult to get a hat or a design on a hat that's stitched that close to the eyelets and that wide and that close to the visor. And I'm just really, I think probably because i'm a geek i'm super impressed by how big it is on the, across the front I also do, the I colors are great it yeah yeah it's, it's but i like the really outsized logo of it okay number two is durham i gotta go with the bulls on on this one it, it, it like i said it touches all my my boxes and it would be my number one if it wasn't for rocket city <laughs> <laughs> but you just can't beat the lunatics you can't it's for every reason you said and more, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> I must have this hat. And I've been there, seen a game there, so I feel like it's okay to just reach back and grab it. I will not buy a Bulls hat until I go up to Durham and see a, a ball game. There you though, go. Which I'm doing, so don't worry. Good to hear. Excellent. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. So, baseball family, let us know what you think about the Copa, Copa hats. Um, did you absolutely love the lime popsicle or do you agree with this it's a while it's fun it's a little maybe a little bit little kiddish but let us know which ones you thought were your favorites and what you really liked what you maybe you didn't like and let us know what are your absolute favorites other than those as well because there are so many of them like i said that fanatics has all of them and all the variations of them because some of them have different colors and they're outstanding they're just so they much really fun. are that's one of our favorite things we do every year but you can do that by either jumping in the comments or dropping a line in the mailbag and there's a link to that in the description of every single episode. Greg, why don't you tell them about Patreon? Don't forget, if you want to support the podcast, you can do so on Patreon or via Patreon. Just go to patreon.com, search Baseball Together. We have five tiers of support with which you can support the podcast. Um, $1 a month is the lowest. $500 a month is the highest. Each of them come with their own bag of perks and everything like that. You do not want to miss out on each of the descriptions and the bullpen cut that comes out unedited every week of the show with all the behind-the-scenes shenanigans, and that's all available to our patrons. 100%. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what you think about what we are doing on the show. Um, If you subscribe, then you'll get notifications when we drop videos. We drop clips of the show every single day, pretty much, and as well as shorts. And if you are on TikTok, follow us on TikTok. You can go find those there as well but baseball family thank you so much for joining us and we will catch you next week